the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, on a pretty day here at Millburgers. Not not too warm yet, but we encourage you to come on out and be a part of the show and uh, ask your gardening question in person. Actually, it's interesting. I think there are more people here today than there were yesterday. Um, so uh, It's, it's warm, uh, warming up and people are getting in the mood for gardening. Maybe so. <laughs> so, so I have a question for you guys. Okay, okay. We well, have an answer. Calvin, Calvin, getting some feedback on you there. All right. Um, so my question is, and our listening audience can answer it as well. Um, and that is that. Okay, what happened? Did you forget? No, I'm just, <laughs> just trying to adjust something. We'll understand if you forgot. Okay, the. Does anybody is anybody else out there very competitive with your brush piles? So, <laughs> brush pickups in our neighborhood starts this week. Yeah. So, we uh, I was driving around the neighborhood, and uh, I saw other brush piles, and they got like there's one. It was huge. Okay, I can't <laughs> I can't go after that one, but I saw another one. It was like there were like four limbs in the whole thing, and I'm like, oh no, man. And so our brush pile is like twice the size and twice as wide as that one. Yeah. And I'm like going, okay, that's a brush pile. That's a brush pile right there to be proud of. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody else gets competitive with their brush on brush pickup weekends. A lot of people go, when, when there's just a few brush out there, yeah. we'll take it and put it in their pile. Huh. That's a neighborly thing to do. <laughs> it's right. Just move my brush down to their pile. No, you said that there was one pile that didn't oh, didn't take theirs and and move put it, it to it mine. In yours. Oh yeah. As long as there's, uh, I bet that's what that other people did that yeah. had the huge one. That's a, <laughs> they as, probably, long, as long as there's coordination, because in my neighborhood, which is a, not next week, but the week after the pickup, yeah, the the la- last weekend is just a horrendous bunch of activity yeah and you know it looks like nobody is going to have any brush (laughs) and then suddenly there's brush piles everywhere no and then and then and then they also if you've got there aren't that many this time i'm guessing the heat is discouraging people it could be when we've got in uh, our neighborhood uh, the education center you you know has a whole bunch of bamboo and things so that'll be (laughs) that'll be produce a whole bunch of we'll have to divide it into Several piles. Back in the old house, that was, again, a a matter of pride. When we had the bamboo, you could, like, cut for an hour, 
<laughs> and then let it sit and then you know then just kind of stack it out in the front for about an hour oh man you were going i don't know like 20 feet high and 20 <laughs> feet wide except <laughs> it, it all settles that's in, it, it? yeah it does it all kind of decays or, de- or it desiccates <laughs> it dries out and yeah. the, deer, the deer are oh whoops I yeah the deer, about the deer are kind of cruise, cruise in the neighborhood looking for the the brush they like the best. Yeah. Oh. Oh, they'll take a taste of this and taste of that. I don't think they'll eat bamboo, will they? They don't. They don't it's not their favorite for sure. No, they don't. <laughs> but they do. Uh, I noticed them uh, eating uh, some of the new new growth on even on hackberries. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You well, know, from the from this the, this rain. Yeah. Well, I told you that deer. deer can, we. I used not to have deer. But uh, when this uh, Asian jasmine froze back and had a bunch of new growth, I've got deer, uh-huh. two or three deer at a time coming oh, up. Oh, wow. Uh, eating the new growth. Mm. Yeah. Which I am glad of because that makes it spread. It makes it branch. But, uh, and I get to see them out my bathroom window. <laughs> Gosh, there's a lot of fawns this year. <laughs> that's that's where I that's surprises where I, me. That's where I used to shoot them from out the bathroom window. Really? Use the, use the bathroom as a muzzle as a uh, muffler, uh-huh. re- a silencer, and pop them out the bathroom window. Yeah, you sure that's legal? Well, it was. <laughs> Forty years well, ago, well, when you were doing it, okay. I, wa- I wasn't in the Leon Valley. Oh, okay. I mean, I wasn't on the, in the city. Okay. You know, I wouldn't do anything to break the I law. Know. I know. But uh, I just did that muffling deal to uh, ple- uh to uh, sometimes you got scary neighbors. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> That's some reason. Back when yeah. I used to hunt armadillos. Out the bathroom window? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, two, okay. two o'clock in the morning. Uh, that's when you hunt armadillos. Okay. And uh, I'd go out there, and, and I did, I had some pretty reasonable neighbors at that time. Uh, and uh, well, the doctor. Behind. Well, they were looking for new new housing. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> they were. I had a doctor that became a very close friend, and he said, "I hate to see you." Shoot, killing those armadillos until they got in his bed. Oh, and then he said, "When you're up at two o'clock in the morning, could you come on over to my my room and take care of the armadillos problem?" I How said, about that? <laughs> well, I probably can. And did you? A neighborly thing. Okay. <laughs> Jeremy was asking me about that uh, show I did. At, uh, that I had an armadillo I had ca- called in a garbage can. And we were showing the, the damage that they do and showing the armadillo in the garbage can and whatever. And right at the end, I said, there's a way to control these and fired my pistol. Yeah. I bet that got calls. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, not really at that time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they wanted the meat. I got called for meat. Really? I could have opened an armadillo meat market. 
oyster and a half shell. A possum on the half shell. Yeah, they're a possum, I think, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. All uh, right. Well, we'll get down to the garden. Don't have those anymore. Got deer now. But uh, they're cute. Well, what amazes me about those deer is when you get a, 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 a large tree, like a maybe an oak or a red oak that loses a branch that, you know, it falls with leaves on it. Man, those deer, they come in there like buzzards on dead meat. I mean, mm. they're, they're eating that foliage off of there because it's on the ground. They don't have to worry about it. But anyway. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Look what's blooming out there, Milton. Let's see. Well, what we were watching the other day. What? That, uh, that uh, hibiscus. Beautiful oh, yeah, hibiscus. yeah. Uh, you know, the hibiscus bloom only lasts one day. And some of those blooms that we're seeing today weren't weren't there yesterday. But you notice there's quite a few blooms on there. The blooms from yesterday are gone. But uh, uh, we talked about them a little bit yesterday because of we were, I was so excited that we had a a supply. And uh, look, good Lord, I brought it up here. And I brought this picture back to refresh your memory. I, sh I, I took, uh, somebody sent me a picture of their uh, flare hibiscus, which in my opinion is the best one. He says uh, it's Ca uh, Cam McClure. And it says, uh, Dr. Parsons, Parsons uh, blooms are opening on both of my flare hibis perennial hibiscus and pots. You're right that no other flowers, no other has flowers that are that vivid. Uh, I brought this one a couple of years Hang ago. On, Terry. And started others uh, from cuttings. Even with big saucers full of water under, pot, under the pots, all the perennial hibiscus uh, really drank the water. That's because they're, they're, they're water plants. They like to uh, grow by standing water. When Sam Codner had a, a wet area behind his house, uh, he couldn't get anything to grow, so I gave him some uh, hibiscus, and they grew fine, huh. just like made for growing back there. Said, uh, <laughs> well, hang hang on to that for one sec. We'll we'll come back to it. I promise. Okay. We have Terry on the line. I don't want to promise. I promise. Okay. I'll I'll take your promise. Okay. Terry has called us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Terry. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, sir. It's Perry, and I have a couple of oh, questions Perry, for I'm you. Sorry. That's all right. No problem. Uh, the first one, I have what they call an aptenia variegated ground cover. Anybody familiar with that? It kind of looks like a succulent with a red flower. Say it again. It's A P T E N I A variegated. I don't know it. 
It's, mm-hmm. it's a ground cover. It looks a lot like a succulent, and it's got a little red flower on it. When you say looks like a succulent, I mean, is it a like a cactus leaf or? Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of, uh, I guess the best way to describe it, uh, light green and satiny looking. And it kind of looks like something you'd see at like an H-E-B where they sell the little succulents. But it's not a cactus. It's a ground cover. And it's got a tiny red flower in it. It's beautiful. And where I bought it from there at Zimmer's Nursery in uh, uh, Beville, they were saying it's great ground cover, which it has been, except it's turning uh, white. Part part of it's turning white, and then those those little fingers, if you will, you, you just cut them back. But I don't know what's causing it to turn white, whether I'm watering too much or whether it's like that. sounds like sunburn. Yeah. That's it. When we hear that kind of a description and this kind of uh, weather... Yeah, we we think of it as yeah, too, too much sun, like uh, the tomatoes have all mm-hmm. been doing that. Um, is there how much water are you giving it? Well, my wife, wife's been watering a little bit more than I have. I've been trying to do it like uh, I've been trying to do it once a week, but she can't seem to stay out of it. <laughs> and uh, so I, I think there may be a little too much water involved in it. No, I don't yeah. think so. Well, is it well drained or not? Yes, it is well drained soil. I cannot believe you are blaming your wife for this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would never do that. I'm just yeah, saying, you know, yeah, if there's, if there's okay. a scapegoat, it's her. I mean, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice backpedaling uh, uh, there, Perry. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm always I, I, yeah. on the side of the ladies. Is it planted, planted into the soil rather than in a container? Yes, it's definitely in a, in a raised bed. It, it's not a... What is that thing that grow came out of uh, Africa? I mean, out of uh, yeah, uh, no, out of uh, South Africa. Uh, has purple. It has purple flowers on it. The no, they're, they're more of a red. I mean, it's a burgundy. Well, I guess maybe it is purple. Now that I think about it, but it, it's more red than purple. I'm gonna Google it. I, I should have done that the first time. Spell it for me one more time, and I'll see it, if I can get it. it the tag says A P T E N I A variegated. Apentia. Apentia variegata. <laughs> Mr. Yes. Robot. Watch your mind. I'm yeah. sorry. Ideal for low maintenance and water wise gardens. Uh, you got a picture? Uh, yeah. Let me look. Oh, Baby Sunrose? Is that a better name? Uh, well, that's all I have is the tag, you know, yeah. that, that came with it. So, Does that look, uh, yeah, it's a succulent. You can tell by the, uh, it says Florida. Um, um, how oh, you many? think that's an ice plant? Okay. Here, Calvin, I'll show it to Calvin real quick. How many, how many do you have? Can you experiment with uh, cutting back the water on some? Well, I only put them in the one bed. There's probably 14 oh. in that bed. It's a large bed, uh-huh. and only a couple of them are doing it. That's why I'm wondering, you know, uh, what it is. I don't know if the dogs are having their heyday peeing on them or whatever or <laughs> what's going on. So, are, the cu- uh, are the couple that's doing it uh, on one side of the planting or the other? They're on and, opposite ends, which doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the very end plant? The very end, one at the very end of the bed. 
Well, I mean, I, I get them kind of around the perimeter on the outside of this large bed for okay. ground cover, and then I have larger plants on the inside, you know, for huh. for staging. And I just, I don't know, it, it, it's they've been doing fine for a couple of months, and then all of a sudden these couple are doing that, and I'm not sure what's what's yeah. going on. You know, Calvin, we sold ice plants. They come from South Africa. You know, we had them right down here. Yeah, and actually, but when you and under images, ice plant is one of the images that comes up. Okay, it gives you a choice on Google. Yeah, it. Uh, they they, they usually have a, a real uh, a purple bloom. Okay, well, this is clearly red. So, <laughs> but if uh, like Jerry says, it's not. Not usual that they would, especially if they've been in the ground that long. It's not usual for them to to uh, react to too much watering, is it, unless there's water sitting on the surface or something. Yeah. But no. uh, what 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 we've I've noticed with them when I try to grow them is they do good in uh, first of spring, early spring. Uh, but uh, when the temperature gets hot. And people are watering them, they rot off at the kind of like a impatience. Day. Yeah. And it's, it's a. Yeah, it kind of looks like what an impatience does, actually, that what I'm describing. That's kind of what it looks like. It yeah. gets matty, and then you just cut it away, you know? Yeah. So, but. People, uh, they, <laughs> what get people, uh, is that they're, they flourish in California. But, I mean, they plant them on the hillsides and everything else. They're true ground covers in in California, but uh, something about Texas, you know, we everybody says that we try to make it sound like it's different in Texas. Well, that's one plant that shows that it is different in Texas. Have you ever seen that in uh, South Africa? Uh, no, I'm not not sure what for the, a ground cover. No, I, I don't. I'm not sure what that. Uh, it looks. It looks like. When it's growing, it it kind of looks like purslane, but the flower is is fairly large and. Uh, I've seen pretty. a lot. I've seen a lot of ice plant, but. Uh, yeah, that's it. Ice plant. Well, these, these flowers, plant. these flowers are small. These these flowers are real. I mean, no bigger. I mean, a penny is too big for it. It would it would cover the top of that flower. Okay. Well, well you. Uh, I guess you'll have to make. I was going to suggest you experiment with part of them, but you'll have to make some kind of a decision and then watch the change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, doesn't doesn't uh, it wouldn't be usual for it to be uh, too much too much water at this point, especially okay. in a raised a raised bed. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. nothing else is having any trouble with what we've been watering. I mean, there's hibiscus in there and everything else. Oh, you, yeah. You know, it doesn't have any, any trouble. The, when you cut that, uh, cut the damaged part off of the plant, they are showing the damage, back to the green, to the good-looking good, uh, good stem. Yes, and sir. And see, see what happens on that. Right, that's what I did this morning, and we'll see, or have been doing, but I've paid a little bit more attention today. I do, I do have one more question for you guys, if you got a minute. So. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, yeah, make it an easier getting, one, okay? Yeah, we need something easier. Yeah, I'm going to try my best. <laughs> uh, we're, we're getting ready to do uh, spend quite a bit here on the on the house, on ornamental garden with a bunch of raised beds and stuff, and my wife does not like anything really organized, and she just got kind of not very patient about the plants growing. Does it hurt? 
to plant these plants a little bit tighter in a raised bed. In other words, where you see less mulch and what have you and just more plant. Am I smothering different types of plants out by doing that? Uh, what depends what, on pl- what, pl- what plants are you talking about putting oh, in? Oh, she's, she's probably going to do crepes. We're probably going to do hibiscus. They're just a combination of, of, of stuff. It's kind of going around a pool area, and it's just going to be ornate. But yeah, on the pool she, she area, uh, on the pool area, don't be planting anything that Drop flowers or or something. No, 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 no. We've already kind of, yeah. It, it's it's a bit away from. We're kind of using it for screening and stuff. I mean, it's going to have decayed granite walkways and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Okay. But in those it, in those raised bed areas, I guess I'm trying to make her happy by just planting them denser. But I mean, yeah, I think you I need like to plant them denser. Yeah, if the so if if it's she rain, likes that. If it's a raised <laughs> raised bed and the soil is good. It's amazing, and and all those plants you mentioned, uh, in that kind of situation, do pretty well. The uh, hibiscus and uh, yeah, they can be planted. So like how, close. How, how close together on the hibiscus, so to speak? Well, it depends on the size. Yeah, get. do you want if you want to show off the specimen and the shape, and get a maximum blooms per flower, then you give them a little more space. But if you want to the overall look it sounds like you're look, looking for the overall impact yeah yes so, i like so. taller in the back and then it gets shorter and then get yeah, shorter as they yeah. go you know toward the outside of the bed so right. that makes sense so you could plant so, them uh, two feet apart if you wanted to yeah. the important okay. thing the important thing is tell your wife she is not to plant anything or buy anything before she gets your permission. Okay. Oh, that, oh yeah. That, huh? that, that'll work. That, that'll go <laughs> <work> very well. <laughs> I think Perry's on to you, dude. Thank yeah. you, Perry. <laughs> right, thank you, guys. Call us next week. We want to make sure you're okay and have not been... I might be divorced by this. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, she'd kill you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Perry. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. Only uh, gardening advice. You, you don't think that's a good idea, Matthew? No, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think Perry thought it was a good idea. Would you? You'd do that, wouldn't you, Matthew? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you're, you're great at gardening advice. I'm not sure on the relationship. Milton's plants never get out of the, on uh, the relationship. trunk yeah. of cars. <laughs> Laura tells me what to buy. I buy it, and then she takes care of it for the most part. Yeah, she's a good gardener. Yeah, she is. She's, she's got the green thumb. I've got the dry thumb. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment with Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, don't forget, if you're looking to efficiently water that lawn, that that tree, uh, make sure you're getting the root ball. Or if you want to water the drip lawn, you got a choice. It's the same sprinkler, though. It's the Tree Hugger Sprinkler, the winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for Best New Product. There you go. It uh, deserves it. Yeah, I know you like yours. Oh, uh, yeah. um, I got the little one. I'm looking forward to it. I got a a rose bush. Oh, yeah. And so tomorrow's... Perfect. Tomorrow's our watering day, so I'm going to see if I can uh, really get a deep watering on that. And that's the thing I just said. Jerry does his differently, by the way. 
but it works the same. <laughs> I, I just uh, wrap it around. It's It's got a hinge, and it closes around the trunk. And then I'm going to turn the water on at the faucet and then turn it up a little, little bit on the sprinkler. Jerry just turns the thing full up and, and then just turns the water at the at the no 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 the faucet no, no? Just barely turn it on at the faucet okay I mean <laughs> uh, the problem I have to run out there when I, I've got it I figured out where the where to turn it on now I mean you just quarter of an inch on the deal yeah and then I have to go out and make sure it's running because it's <laughs> yeah it's that's a small amount of water. And uh, eventually it'll shoot up a squirt about, uh, you want it about four yeah. to six inches. Yeah, if, it, if it's on that same principle as drip irrigation, it, yeah, yeah. it has to fill those lines with right. a cer- certain amount of pressure yeah. before they start releasing yeah. the water. Yeah. And it just kind of kind of drips down the side of it right into yeah, the yeah. right into the soil. Anyway, you'll find Millburgers has them, HEB has them, there's the seven-inch the 11-inch and the 15-inch of the Tree Hugger Sprinklers. And like I said, you'll find them right here. But check them out. Uh, it's a good product to have in your arsenal of fighting uh, and uh, being efficient with water. All right, 210-308-8867, Oh, uh, Are we through? We're ready, yeah. Yeah, ready yeah, yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. We're ready. <laughs> uh, as I was walking into the nursery... The uh, bloominess perennial that we have in the nursery is what? It's not ghost star esperanza. It's fincas? No. Well, that's a annual. Oh, oh, perennial. Uh, crepe myrtles. Um, Calvin, do you know? Uh, no, well, Terry probably made, making this up, so it's hard telling. There's, but there's Thoralis. a lot of the crepe, there's crepe myrtles blooming up a storm. Yeah. Thoralis and is blooming a lot. Thoralis. Oh, I got it right. Yay. <laughs> and also, uh, I think that was a setup. Bill. Small. Maybe so. That looks like a weeping uh, Montezuma cypress. Nah. Look at that leaf. That's a whole leaf. It's not shreddy like a cypress tree. Well, I'm looking at thumb, it. Thumb through it. There's a whole bunch of pictures. Did somebody send you this? or? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. What are, what are you looking at there? I don't know. Oh no, I know. But what, well, tell people what Jerry's doing. All right. <laughs> so, uh, lady sent me some pictures on Facebook, and I I have no idea what it is. It's a tree that she walks by, <laughs> and so it actually is a pretty cool looking tree. But I've never I don't recognize that leaf as anything. And it's in here here in San Antonio. Uh, well, you know, I didn't ask that question, but I'm assuming so. Because we've been, fu- we've she, been. Uh, she, knew, she knew who Jerry Parsons was, so yeah, we've been fooled be by away. that though before too. Yeah, that that trunk and that bark. Can I, you want me to show Calvin? Looks, yeah, looks, can I see it? Looks strange. All right, <laughs> so the, bar- the bark color looks like a Drake elm, but it is nowhere near an elm. Yep. Do we sell? Do we sell uh, elms here? Uh, you bet. We sell cedar elms and occasionally I mean, a uh, drake elm. Okay, I'm, not, I'm thinking something else. Do we sell Aptenia variegata? Uh, sounds like ice plant. And, um, yeah, I've got some quart size. Okay. That's a real cool one. It has the leaves like hearts and flowers, big leaves. 
with the white variegation and has that red bloom. So it's yeah, it's, that's it. When when it's not blooming, it still looks good, and when it's blooming, it's very striking with the the three different colors. Perry was having problems with his. Yeah, he was talking about if you were if you saw it uh, in this kind of weather, would it be more likely to be overwatered or underwater when it was showing a kind of a fo- the foliage? Are they a water or are they not a water? I mean, it's a succulent. I mean, it's, yeah. it's definitely an ice plant. So, I mean, the surest way to kill one is to overwater. Now he, yeah, thought, okay. he thought it Brought was over, overwater. Yeah. So, in my mind, the stem would get mushy for overwatering, and for underwatering, it would affect the foliage before it affected the stem. I don't know. Yeah, that is a weird looking thing. I don't know. Well, look at it, Milton. I don't sure. It looks like a car. Well, that is. Yeah, that's my GTO. Oh, okay. All right, and you can thumb through it. There's so she sent like three or four pictures one day and oh there's more than one picture yeah, there's like seven all together hmm so now now Calvin's got to look at it again. yeah there's a bunch of them the the trunk wraps around itself all right so here the, the, the trunk kinda... has like an orangish hue to it so that tells me yeah Drake elm or something weird but it's definitely not an elm leaf yeah well while Calvin looks at that what's going on Trace. Uh, up okay. <laughs> that didn't work, man. Do you want to talk about your hibiscus then? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. I, I stopped by the flower hibiscus, and it reminded me of something. Te- technology is uh, not Calvin's friend. <laughs> <laughs> another. It is that, and we can see the next picture. Another advantage of this. Uh, yeah, that is. That's a really weird. <laughs> Of this flare hibiscus is it's it's practically sterile. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, when I was talking to Doctor McFadden about it, he he didn't like it because of the color. This was his hibiscus that he bred in Florida, and uh, he didn't like it because of the color. He said, and he's a breeder, plant breeder. No. And he says. It's a small, smaller plant, and it never, it hardly ever sets seed. It's he was saying, it's a dwarf, sterile, screaming, blooming the night uh, hibiscus, but he didn't like it. <laughs> well, uh, I immediately that that hour, I got him in the car and we went out and and dug <laughs> the three that he had left. In existence, yeah. To cutting, brought it back. It was a million-dollar seller within oh. three to five years. Wow! All the nurseries sold because they like that color what, down here. What yeah. do they call that Aggie tree? Is it the, the state forestry? What is it? What is the name of that? So I can tell this lady to send her pictures there. State forestry department. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. Okay, maybe you could send it to Mark. Yeah. And yeah. he, he Mark, gets in it Mark was going to, we were going to call Mark at the end of the show and have him explain the, uh... Do you want me to send it to you? And then yeah, you, you, send it it, you send it to me and then send it to the other one. I'll send it to Mark. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's All right, a good well, idea. send it to both of us. <laughs> and then I'll bug him about it. But any, right. anyway, I was looking in those hibiscus that were blooming yesterday, mm-hmm. and I found this. Look, it's a little baby seed pod. Oh, wow. But only one. Oh. Now, whether this will develop seed or not is the next question. 
But every seed that I have found uh, on flare hibiscus is produces a better a, or a good uh, off, offspring. That's not true with uh, more grande seed. Oh, it really? produces a lot of seed. But, but they don't. But this thing, uh, you'll you'll see if you'll go up and you'll think that's a seed pod, but it's dried up, and there's no viable seed in it. It's a, it should be a firm black hard seed, and uh, this looks like it would have made a seed. Hmm. But uh, that's something you can try to go pr- produce your own hibiscus. And and Calvin has a seedling, uh, the red one that came back that he didn't think was coming back. Uh, so the red one was a seedling that I collected, and uh, it had two two or three other seedlings that came out to be great hibiscus of the same characteristics as its mother flower. Now, as I was looking at it. <laughs> I saw these. I saw these leaves. Uh-oh. And uh, that, is a, that is a problem with uh, hibiscus all over the United States. Uh, Dr. McFadden was very upset. Describe those, Jerry, to the audience. Yeah, yeah. it's... it's, uh, <laughs> it's hold, hold it up to the microphone. Okay, please. yeah. Right. Oh, there it is. Oh, I can see it now. Yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, <laughs> it looks like something has gone in there and uh, eaten out or whittled out <laughs> uh, holes, uh, irregular holes, and uh, some are small as a pinhead, and some are, are larger, and some are oblong. Almost a cucumber beetle. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think it's the same beetle that gets cotton does that on cotton because this is in the cotton family it's hibiscus and so Dr. McFadden and all hibiscus breeders were trying to uh, breed plants that would discourage this action and I took hibiscus with with leaves that had uh, uh the fuzz on the bottom of the leaf, which would discourage uh, this boring leaf. But uh, flare doesn't have it, so all you have. To, but all you have to do is uh, get some Bacillus thuringiensis, Bt, Bt, and uh, apply it about every four to five days. It's a very safe uh, insecticide to use. It's organic. Was that ca- caterpillars? Yeah, huh. little caterpillars on the bottom of the yeah. leaves. I was I was thinking I've seen those uh, beetles out there, and I was uh, <laughs> uh, that, that are similar damage, but I haven't seen I haven't seen it on the hibiscus. Yeah, if you look at those out there that we're selling, this damage is right in the very top. I mean, there's no none on the bottom leaves or anything else. They come in cycles. But uh, you would be safe to use a BT product in the afternoon, late in the afternoon, 
uh, with a, a BT product, and that'll take care of them. Or if you think it might be a beetle, you could use uh, malathion. No, yeah, but uh, they want to be safe. Spinosad? Spinosad. There you go. Thank you, Captain Melton. I know. I remember some things. <laughs> well, that's why I just keep saying Spinosad for every problem, and uh. eventually I'm going to be right. <laughs> At least you're saying it right. I know, yeah. I think we, we got we got stuck in what we started saying originally. Spinosad. We said Spinosad. It's, 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 it's the way it's spelled. But yeah. yeah, that's the way it's spelled. But, uh, yeah, it's... And I, still, I still say it that way. All right, <laughs> that's the way I learned it. That's the way I'm sticking. The product, the product, uh, doesn't have spinosad as the brand name, but it says contains spinosad. Oh, okay, yeah. That, so our that brand so? is Captain Jack's. Oh, okay. And, I like that. Like Captain, Captain Jack. With the yeah, <laughs> Captain Jack's. <laughs> is that our, some of our Thoralis over there? Yeah. Uh, what? What? yeah, that's what that is. Where are you looking? Oh, yeah, wow. Oh, cute. They must have heard us. I don't know what that is. Oh, okay, we were talking about Theralis, the, that, that their basket of... We were we were judging people's baskets of, of, uh, of plants. And so. Is that a little geranium or something? What is this? It's an Aurelia. Oh, okay. A oh, great pot, too. Oh. Okay. Okay. Good. Cool. Yeah, it's nice. All right. Okay. Thank you. You take care. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Right. What else, Trace? <laughs> we got. Uh, we tra- got tra- lots. I got the deer in the headlight look. Uh, uh, that's okay. So we got uh, anything lots, exciting lots coming of, uh, in, or were you able to? I couldn't tell. Okay. <laughs> Lots of milkweed trees blooming up a storm over there. Yes, tropical. sir, and there's a surprise for you this next week. Ooh, okay. There is? That yeah. was a, that was the hint right there. The milkweed was the hint or the? Yes. Okay. Another mm. milkweed? Um, he can't tell you. <laughs> Look yeah. at Wednesday's ad. Okay. I say that. I can't go any more than that. You can, <laughs> you can do that if you get the right. Express News or go to millburgernursery.com. And uh, lots and lots of uh, the porterweed, two colors, and the r- the red one really looks uh, super. Sure, a lot of red crepe myrtles going out today. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and they're blooming all around town. Um, You've been saying that for six months. I know. Well, they're still blooming. <laughs> well, because I kept thinking, oh wow, the sinisa are still blooming, but it's no, it's purple crepe myrtle. In fact, the sinisa, excuse me, seems to have stopped blooming. Are yours here? The nursery still stopped. They have stopped. I, I forgot to look at the one on the street that oh, was okay. so spectacular a couple weeks ago. I got a note from uh, What's up? Joe Candelero. He writes uh, about St. Augustine grass. You know, I forget that saint is saint. <laughs> He spelt it out. Oh, okay. Everybody yeah. put S-T. Yeah. But he spells it out. Anyway, uh, he says, at the beginning of this season, my grass was thick and lush. Now the grass is thinning and brown patches of grass are showing up. I sprayed with a spectricide with no help. What can I do before I lose the good grass that remaining? Now, that could describe every lawn in town. Yeah. That, uh, 
thinning with brown patches. The amazing, the amazing thing to me is my, I've not my my mower is out of town a lot, mm-hmm. so uh, we we the grass is kind of high, and when we have a long dry spell, that sucker will, uh, I mean, it all turn brown, and we have that have that less than an inch of rain. Yeah, and in two days, that's green as a gourd. It's amazing how fast that St. Augustine comes back. I think it's Raleigh. But uh, the front yard, the front yard is staying green. Okay. With uh, with uh, floor town. But uh, the greenest thing in my yard are those oak sprouts. Oh, okay. If I, if I could figure out how to propagate those things and have a whole yard covered with oak sprouts, I would do it because they're drought tolerant, and the, if you mow them, they have those leaves look just like uh, 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 Asian jasmine from a distance. How if far? People get upset with them and don't want them, but they're that's because they haven't used them right. properly. Hey, we need to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero. 308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Nothing to do but frown. Rainy days and Mondays always get me drowned. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Let's talk about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control for one second before we get back to uh, your calls and stuff. If it's bugging you, if it's uh, ruining your house, and if you want to get rid of it, maybe you've tried yourself, or maybe you've uh, tried uh, even another pest control company, then uh, you want to give Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control a call. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. They've been helping folks since 1976. And all you got to do is read a few of those reviews, and you'll see that uh, Spider-Man Warren Remy knows what he's doing and makes people happy uh, with the service that he gives them. It's ants, Thank roaches, you. scorpions, fleas, termites, and more. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or online at GoSpiderManPest.com. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. What else is going on, gentlemen? <laughs> I got uh, Neil Sperry's favorite crepe myrtle list. Oh. And, and I had our local crepe myrtle person here uh, that could circle the ones that they recently had and I might pro- still I probably have. still have all those. Oh, you do? Probably. Okay. And, uh, of course, somebody's going to come for the one that I don't. <laughs> yeah. Right. The, uh, for, for dwarf, Eli, we have pokey, pokey-moke, poke, emote, I don't know. Pokey-moke. Pokey-moke, is that it? Pokey-moke. What the hell is pokey-moke? Uh, purple. <laughs> there you go, purple. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's p- dwarf, three to five feet. We do have like two or three other varieties uh, that fit that height group too. Okay. Just not on your list. Okay. And uh, 
for purple intermediate, which is five to ten feet, Zuni, Z Z U N I. Zuni, yeah, the Indian tribe. purple. And uh, white is Acoma. The most yeah. popular he left out of that group, I would have said uh, uh, Royalty. That's probably the most popular dwarf. Royalty? Yeah, so it's a really pretty purple. Okay. That's an intermediate. Let's say that was reading intermediate. Huh. Well, that, that should be in that height range you just said. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Five to ten? Something like that. Anyway, the, uh, a lot of these were selected... Uh, because of the cold tolerance up around Dallas. Are there are these? Is this list Jerry's in the uh, ad or in it's the website? Ne- it's Neil Sperry's list. Oh. It's Neil okay. Sperry's oh. yeah. So it's you know, it's partially complete. <laughs> is what he's trying to say. You, ah. know, you know they have the national uh, uh, crepe myrtle uh, planting up there in uh, in but his hometown. They they would do well coming even coming to Millburgers. Uh, because of the, there a lot of them are in bloom, and then you've yeah. got you've got lists too. It's always best to buy a crepe myrtle in bloom. That way, you know you like it. <laughs> That's true. And then for medium, ten to twenty feet, you got dynamite. That's the original red. Uh, I thought uh, the one that uh, is sold most is a uh, not dynamite anymore. Dynamite is number one. Is that right? Natchez uh, is number two. Oh, uh, okay. That Natchez is white, right? Right. And big. Yeah. What am I trying to think? You're of? trying to think of Red Rocket. Yeah. Or, or Pink Velour. Yeah, Red Rocket is what I was trying to think of. And then pink, and for pink, ten to twenty feet, pink velour, and Tuskogee, named after in Dallas. I mean Oklahoma, right? Muskogee is an Indian tribe. And purple. And a co- city. Yeah. <laughs> and purple is Katapa. That was one of the original purples, I think. And uh, I highlighted one called Sar- Sarah's Favorite White. Now, that's the inter- uh, history on that thing. Because uh, w- when uh, Egoff, let's see, Egoff, is that right? Is that a breeder? The crab myrtle breeder? I don't know. From National Arboretum? We don't know. Anyway. Just, just, you can make it up. <laughs> anyway, he's the one that came out with all these uh, colors, all these yeah, crab myrtles. And he, he sent them out. He used to send them out to different people all around the uh, country. And uh, one, of the people, one of the people he sent them to was a nurseryman in Memphis, Tennessee, and a friend of... Uh, Dr. McFadden that I run ran with, and uh, wh- when he chose Natchez, which is a is a good white, is a, that big white that most people use, uh, but uh, he, he he didn't choose <laughs> one that was also sent out. I got get out, I guess out of the same genetics. Uh, uh, but its growth, its growth habit and flower form are superior. The Sarah, Sarah's favorite white, and and Neil Spear likes it too. He says, "Look at that bark." In other words, it was a good choice. 
and it turned out to be the hardiest crepe myrtle that we could grow in Tennessee. Hmm. And it's also the crepe myrtle, I mean, yeah, crepe myrtle that I sent to my brother in Ohio. And he grew it and had the only crepe myrtle <laughs> in town, I think. They, they, most of them freeze out up there. But they named it, the nurseryman named it after his wife. Oh, okay. Sarah's favorite wife. And we've had it here. Just probably don't have it now. Then if you get tall in excess of 20 feet, that's Red Rocket. That's a big one. And uh, Purple Twilight. I don't think I've ever seen that one. We have Twilight. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I've never seen it growing as a purple. But uh, those are... Those are some of the, uh, Neil says, you may, may have noticed the absence of several of the most common varieties from this list. Some of these are fast-growing types. Wholesalers like them because they can get them out of the nursery into the hands of retailers faster than they can with some of the ones we ranked most highly, more highly. But it's our opinion that you ought to plant for long-term quality, not just for speed of growth. So uh, <laughs> we feel the tall whites we listed are better than, more cold-hardy than Natchez. Uh, but, uh, and then he said, Muskogee and Tuscarora, tall rosy red, are not winter-hardy and, and would not make it in uh, north-central Texas. That Tuscarora was my favorite when they first came out. There was four that first came out, and we started promoting gray myrtle. And Tuscarora, my favorite, and it did freeze down here. But it was pretty, pretty plant. Um, he's good. I was going to to mention the uh, the article, uh, my article in the Express News. Uh, talks about the uh, nectar sources for the butterflies. Uh, we're the monarchs will be passing through again San Antonio this fall. Uh, probably we'll probably see if some in September, uh, and uh, we want to have uh, plenty of nectar sources available to them. And towards that end, uh, Trace has got a load. We've got the uh, uh, milkweed and tropical giant, uh, tropical uh, milkweed. We've got lots of uh, porterweed. Two co the two colors, very attractive plants. Mist flower. Uh, On the radio, what you need? And uh, lantana, lots of salvias, and ruella, ruellia too, are, uh, and pintas are, are good nectar plants for uh, the fall. So if you're looking to be, be ready for the action, uh, the plants are here. They're in bloom, and they'll be in bloom uh, through the fall. And if you get them, even though the monarchs aren't here yet, you'll, you'll have queens. And we'll, we've seen the uh, uh, a lot of the other species, uh, giant swallowtails. We've all also seen tiger swallowtails. And black, black swallowtails, uh, 
Queen, uh, and uh, Milton, do you remember what the uh, the one that goes after the passion passion flowers? Mm -mm. Okay, so we we see it all the time. Do you remember Trace, the butterfly that uh, the species that we, it looks a little bit like a monarch. It's got kind of the silvery underside. Not queen. No, the queen is the, the queen is what looks like a monarch. Yeah. What's that? I bet you could Google the answer. I will Google it during the break as we get you our, caught up with the news. We might even You're remember. You're listening it. to Milbert. We might. We'll be back after this on 930 AM. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, what was that? 210-308-8867. I believe that was, I, I, I was thinking it was a golf fritillary, but it looked like a queen when it got close to Oh, us. okay. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. You're listening to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. We broadcast live every Saturday and Sunday here at Milberger's up on the porch. You can come by and visit with us. We've had about three or four people that have come by throughout the day. Uh, some didn't want to be on the mic, so Calvin was nice enough to help them. Um, uh, the, do you remember uh, any of the questions? That, or they were there just looking for stuff, or what was the? Oh, no, they had, yeah, they had questions. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the breeze has stopped, uh, stopped, or just starting and going, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was so pleasant this morning. Look at the flags. It's moving a little bit. It's trying. <laughs> not yeah. big enough to not m enough to make it flatten out. No. If we had the is it? Uh, oh, it's one. Of, we just what's, had the news. Uh, what's that? Oh, I was just uh, looking to see what time it is. No. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> it's three minutes past one. Oh. Okay. How is the temperature, Milton? Temperature is. Uh, hold on. Don't go anywhere. Stay right there. Ninety-six. Uh huh. Oh. Well, we've had a good crowd all day today. Yeah, we have had a good crowd all day. Lots of. Uh, well, we Back up the wind! Bit. Look, look at the flag. Oh yeah, they're picking up. <laughs> It'll be. It's going up and down, up and down. A uh, lot of, lot of the blooming plants have been selected: crepe myrtles and uh, the hibiscus, and uh, oh, and, and some of the like the esperanza too, lantanas. And this is Vinca Periwinkle Heaven. <laughs> yeah. Every color and size you want of the the best Vinca for this area. And uh, the, the, those, uh, the other day, some people were looking for those uh, pure white uh, Vinca, and they're, they're here. The two sizes, there's a, that one selection that's in a bigger container. starts with a T. What, uh, Jerry, do you remember what that selection was? Uh, uh, the new, the one that's not... Uh, not, not, not resistant to uh, uh, photographer Not Cora. Not Cora. But uh, but there is also uh, plenty of Cora white ones here, too. Yeah, there goes our golf fritillary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the, the neat thing about it is uh, this has been a dry year. I, I don't know if you noticed or not. think people have noticed. No, they might have. <laughs> might, uh, even, might even set a record for heat. Too. Yeah, we need Mark to call us and talk us to us about the uh, the doodle the uh, aquifer, the aquifer, and the stages. Yeah, because he, I think he made uh, he was giving out some good information last week on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. Did we? We were going to discuss 
I'm sure the staff will have a, and the board will be discussing the, yeah. uh, how they'll how they'll proceed with the Edwards Aquifer moving into stage four. I suspect they won't um, move to three. Th- three for saws because of those all those alternate uh, water sources that are available. Now you were kind of responsible for that, weren't you? I was, I was. There were a lot of folks that were uh, involved. I mean, the concept know. of pumping down into the Carrizo Springs aquifer. Yeah, yeah we we was we kind of kind of bizarre. <laughs> yeah, we had a. It was amazing uh, all the options we had and explored, and and the leadership, uh, elected leadership, and uh, <laughs> technicians and the industries all supported it. And, and well, we we had a lot of folks kind of held their breath, but yeah. Now we're seeing that that it works pretty well. Yeah. Did uh, the aquifer people down south did they complain about pumping water into the their Carizo, aquifer out of the Creaso? They they wondered how it would affect them and uh, how how saws would make its decisions. But they were pretty reasonable, um, yeah. And they they kind of explored the that that was the whole thing when that negotiation started on the Edwards Aquifer, the whole the whole uh, community and the surrounding areas mm-hmm. got involved, and uh, and that that's why we were able to come to a a pretty good agreement. That's why we were able to take advantage of that agreement. Now. Yeah, did uh. Did you have uh, water people, uh, what do you call them, uh, ge- not geologists, I don't think. but Hydrologists? Yeah, hydrologists. Say that pumping that water into the uh, Carrizo would, uh, aquifer, would, uh, could you determine if it brought the Carrizo aquifer up or not? Yeah, it did locally, and it was... Uh, you know, in the re- in that uh, where they were reserving it, it affected the the pumpers. Yeah. Uh, the rural pumpers in, yeah. the, in the community. In there. And they, but what saw, saws and the other partners involved did though was say, here's what here's what you're going to be guaranteed no matter what. Yeah. And so they accepted it, and of course they've uh, there's been. Uh, um, I'm sure there's been some uh, some issues, but uh, in general, well, that they fulfilled you know fulfilled their commitments and pump, uh, pumping water, saving water in an underground aquifer is genius. I mean that's right. But rather than rather than doing a, a lake or something that would ar- evaporate. Gallons yeah. and gallons of water. Yeah, I was trying to remember how what percentage evaporated. Yeah, it's a lot. Thirty percent plus. Yeah, it, and it, I it don't blows remember. your mind. Yeah, and uh, in meanwhile, in a if you're putting it in a in a cave or in an aquifer, yeah, very little loss. <laughs> yeah. And well, uh, we were lucky though. Our structures. Uh, uh, contributed to that too. I mean, not all aquifer structures 
for as amenable as as the ones we've got around here to that kind of a that's good situation yeah that was an interesting uh, is that the first time that's ever been done in no, the united the, states <laughs> no there no, there 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 were some examples oh okay. kind of spread out um filling not pumping into an aquifer yeah i think i think it was probably uh all of those together were the first time you know the Oh, not you know we're we taking advantage of uh, some deep aquifers that were salt salt water yeah and we're of course the recycled water was has been big for since yeah. the beginning so I think it's fair to say that uh, everything together was a, was a pretty spectacular uh, result and then it, the fact that everybody yeah, came together came to agreement yeah. Uh, amazing! Good. I was just looking at That's the good job. Uh, Robert Gully's book again about that outlined the process. And just, oh, is that right? Just <laughs> amazing, yeah. And all those years, there, uh, there, there was a lot of disagreement, and we couldn't come to uh, agreement. And then suddenly, everybody, <laughs> things fell in place, and here we are now. Yeah, kind of blows your mind with common people and, and myself included <laughs> the uh that co- that concept sounds simple until you you know uh, I, it bothered bothered me the getting it back uh i mean i i could see pumping it in there but uh getting it back and not getting more than you put in there uh-huh. Because y'all got a, they run that pipe close to my greenhouse on Seal Road. It's a huge, it's a huge pipe. Uh, you could almost stand up in it, Milton. It was that hmm. big. That's pretty big. Uh, and uh, uh, the, they would pump it in, in years that uh, the aquifer was high. I mean, had plenty of water in the aquifer. And they'd pump that thing in there and... Uh, but I I was always confused about how in the hell do you get what you put in out? But I guess you had you knew uh, saw knew how much water was going in there because they monitored those big pipes of uh, production pipes. Yeah, and they had everybody that was affected had them uh, uh, they were communicating with them all the time oh okay so nobody would get this shock you know suddenly <laughs> turn on their water and there's no water it, uh, even even when things didn't turn out exactly what was predicted uh, it w- you know it was pre- relatively easy to mobilize and then your hydrologists that you were talking about and geologists that yeah done their homework and it, uh, it ter- turned out uh, Work as predicted. Yeah, because pe- <laughs> yeah, because people really don't know how much water is in the aquifer. You know, it's it's such a complex organism. I guess you would call it. Uh, it's got those uh, cavities in there that cl- that cl- purifies the water. Uh, I think I've heard that uh, almost impossible. To poison the Edwards Aquifer because, because of the underground. Don't give anybody any ideas. Because of the underground filter that it has with those. Uh, okay. 
All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Yeah, uh, again, Calvin's article in yesterday's paper was, it was good. He was listing the uh, uh, good butterfly attracting plants. And uh, he he breached the pl- the the topic of this tropical milkweed. Oh, you know my microbes. Uh oh. I don't. He didn't mention microbes in here though. Why didn't you mention mi- microbes, Kevin? I was trying to remember who <laughs> who was it that t- was t- talking to us. Uh, Somebody about, says, oh, it was Mark Peterson. I think it was. I don't. I don't remember. Well, what Jerry's talking about is that we we really like that uh, tropical milkweed because oh, it's yeah. such an attractive Beautiful. plant and easy to grow. And uh, you talk about the favorite of the monarchs. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's uh, that's one of them there. But we do, we do have uh, native plant advocates and uh, so, some scientists. Uh, that are a little worried that it's a it's not a native plant and that there are some uh, some potential challenges that come because the plant kind of keeps the monarchs they th- they th- they think there's some potential that it keeps the monarchs here in San Antonio instead of keep letting them or encouraging them to go back down to the Mexico City and they get. We've had we've had that happen where the weather turned bad and the, those that were still in San Antonio were lost to the cause. Um, so all those kind of questions are still there's still some of them that are unanswered. Yeah, Calvin writes. Some butterfly experts claim tropical milkweed contributes to the population decline of monarchs. No. Others claim that. An over overblown concern. I'm in that category. Uh, I, I, I I remember the guy that called me from Corpus Christi and wanted me to uh, quit promoting uh, Firebush because it had a a, 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 a vector, a mite, hummingbird oh. beak mite. Which was in the which passed from it was venereal Milton. It was passed from one flower to the other by hummingbirds as they Darn got the nectar. Mm-hmm. And he said I was doing the hummingbirds Who's, a disservice. Who called you on that? Some guy, nutcase oh, oh, out of uh, New Native Native plant advocate. Probably yeah, Native Corpus. And so uh, we per we. Purposely gave him the correct answer to that. Very, we, very well, diplomatic. Well, <laughs> our our answer is that we're we're continuing, we're 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 uh, talking about some. We have some impatience because it seems like uh, some of us have no patience at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, we. We think pretty soon we should f- uh, make some kind of determination or conclusions on on that, uh, uh, whether that's an issue or not. But in the meantime, we're encouraging uh, area gardeners in San Antonio to t- 
trim trim back the tropical milkweed about September 1st uh, so that we don't we the idea is we trim it back and then we tell our monarchs head to Mexico City and <laughs> and then we'll but if they, they decide not to go, yeah. yeah if they decide not to go they still got lots of other the porter weed and all the other uh, nectar plants we've talked about. So, yeah. So, uh, why pick on uh, tropical milkweed because when they've got all these other nectar sources? Uh, because uh, that's the only place they'll milkweed is eggs. the only place to lay eggs. <laughs> and, and We're talking uh, about cutting that tropical milkweed back in September. Don't worry about the blooms you may have gotten in October and November up into the middle of December. Just cut them, cut them back to save the monarchs. The few that nobody's, nobody's going to do that. Huh? Nobody's going to do that. Oh, they do. <laughs> Some do. Very, very few. Well, we might, we might have to. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know w- there's a, there's quite a debate. I think them. I think Melberger sells. Uh, Non, no micro, non microbes uh, plants. Don't y'all specify that when you buy those tropical uh, weeds? I asked. <laughs> How's the oh, butterfly okay. garden looking here? I actually look pretty good. Yeah. What did you think, Calvin? Have you been in there lately? I'm sorry. The butterfly garden oh, it looks you? good. Yeah, very good. Mary, I think Mary was out there playing in it yesterday. Oh, no, good. Well, and then I've seen uh, some she takes other. Good care o- of always it. scares me though. She comes out with full trash cans and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you, there were. I've seen in the last few days. I've seen other staff in there too, which is kind of cool. <laughs> at the if fact you that see, you see that, hiding. you see that, let me know because that means they're over there killing time instead of waiting for <laughs> people. No, people wouldn't do that. From yeah. here, from here, I think I see that orange. Uh, uh, tropical milkweed, or, or what is that? Thing? Yeah, it's it's see, orange and on a table. That's there a is tropical milkweed over there, but that it's yeah. under the it's, it's uh, to the left. What uh, it is under the uh, that? Yeah, I think it's that's what it is. Yeah, circle uh, thing. I, I, think there's, uh, I think y'all are wrong. The butterfly vine is yeah. climbing over the thing. Oh no, you're talking way over there. I thought you were talking about on the table. No, I'm talking itself. way over okay. there. All right. <laughs> You know, my, you know, my eyes are getting older. I can't see that. <laughs> hey, Trace. That's because you're losing all that weight. <laughs> you're losing the eye weight. Your eyes used to be heavier. And now, now they're too thin. Um, Does that explain why I'm so sleepy all the time? Yeah, it could be. Do you, um, do you, what kind of questions are you guys getting here from people? Is it mostly grass still? Uh, it's a lot of why is this plant doing this? And <laughs> you, you got two questions that you can ask that almost field every answer. Okay. How, how much are you watering, and what have you fed it with? Oh, okay. <laughs> and either it's not enough or too much on the water. Hi. Right. Or they have haven't they, look, they give you the deer in the headlight looks. I haven't fertilized it. Oh. Yeah, right there. So I remind them, oh, ma'am, you no, eat, no, no, you I'm eat three <laughs> times a day. Yeah. And they're only asking for maybe three or four times in a year. So it's not unreasonable to. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to guard Calvin's mic so he doesn't yell on it. That oh. where the <laughs> register is. Um, so when are the three? 
I mean, I know we do a fall feeding for grass, but is that time to do it for everything else too? Um, so like a perennials, I would be doing it as I cut them back. So oh, okay. Da- David likes to do that like at mid to end August. So uh, whenever you whack your, your perennial back for the better fall blooming, that's when I go ahead and feed it because it'll get it to leaf back out faster. Yeah, okay. And prettier. Cool. All right, we're up against a break real quick. We'll take one, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More coming up on 9.30 a.m. This is Millburgers Gardening South Texas on The Answer. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. We'll give Jerry a chance to answer this, too. We talked a little bit about, you know, uh, with the heat, people uh, can still be doing something even if they don't want to go outside. Uh, Actually, yesterday was really nice. That's when we were moving the the brush to the the side of the street, and it wasn't bad at all. No, I've got the brush that needs to be moved. Oh, man, I'm busy. Why don't you come on? Nah, I would, but w- w- when when do you have to have a move by? <laughs> uh, thank you. I got a notice. You know, and, and since, since uh, he's notice. been, been in that situation, yeah. Yeah. he hasn't seen Jeremy since. <laughs> no, that's right. Exactly. It's well, the, what's, that, what's happened is is that, uh, you know, you know, we were talking about those limbs breaking out of the Oh, sack. yeah, you told me that, yeah. And... <laughs> It's it's it would make a good picture because the leaves it had it was full of leaves, and now they've turned brown, and it's still it's hanging. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was who had that problem? Yep. It was it a good size limb. Well, we had it was we, yesterday. We had a caller, or, or no, no, they brought one. They brought a piece of uh, Chinese pistache. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which I really hadn't seen that happen before. Yeah. Usually we see uh, pecans. Pecans. Uh, Mesquite, mesquite does it. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the pecans are scary because, uh, like we used to have ours, it was over the house. (laughs) I mean, it was when it fell, you were gonna. Well, we. So I did find it charming when the little pecans hit the roof and went bunkety 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 all the way down. But yeah, I wouldn't have found it as charming when the limb hit the roof. (laughs) Well, we guns. Bunkety bunkety bunkety. That's one of the reasons (laughs) we don't. We don't recommend. Yeah. Pecans uh, close to the house anymore or even <laughs> on, in the normal in our landscapes in the urban area because they're yeah if you're if you're not managing them you know it's a different out there when you're doing a pecan production area you've got arborists or, or professionals watching the trees but they still they, they can still fall, they can fall. Yeah. the limbs can still well fall. what our Larry uh, Larry, Larry yeah. even Larry, Larry recommends what you Reduce yeah. the tri- the he, nut level. Just yeah, so. he, he yeah he furnishes the uh, my firewood because there's so many fallen limbs on the orchard. And uh, when I need firewood, he he just goes. I go out there, take the truck, and he t- fires up his chainsaw and doesn't have any problem finding oh, dried old dry wood, gone wood, and huh. that's, that that burns good. Oh gosh, yeah, that's that nice smells wood. good. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, uh, they they fall all the time. But coming up, I don't think it's happening yet. When the pecans 
start loading up on the tree. If you've got a tremendous set on that tree, I mean a lot of nuts on on the limbs, uh, the horticulturist and Dr. Stein and the pecan specialist uh, recommend you knock, knock half of them off. Now, you, to get a decent crop this year, you probably have to have been irrigating, wouldn't you oh, think? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, well, yeah, my, my, my trees, i got quite a few in my yard, and I don't see Did you see have anything. a question? Will you come on the air with us? Did you bring cookies? Oh, <laughs> looks, it looks like you're coming to change our oil. So you, you're okay with coming on the air? Tell us what you... All right. Here, I'm gonna just going to turn this toward you and turn it up. up when you come back up from the thing. I want to see where you got that box. I think he's going to show it to you. Maybe you, a rattler. It could be. You may not want to know. <laughs> All right. Uh, and like this man, <laughs> you're welcome to... I'm scared. He's taking a long time to yeah. get whatever it is. Hey, he doesn't want to get bit by that rattlesnake. Yeah. Oh, we got peaches. We got Fredericksburg oh, yeah, peaches we do outside. outside. Yeah. I'll mention that. All right. Oh, just, that, <laughs> just, oh my goodness. What? Just start talking. Oh, wow. What is that? Oh. Can I put this here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're on the air, and we'll, we'll see what can help you. What you got going on? This, I grew up knowing as uh, poison oak. Oh, good. Oh, Jesus. What are you doing handling it? Oh, it doesn't bother me. Oh, no. that was, that was slap melting me. No, do not slap me. With <laughs> I got enough problems. Are you allergic to melting? We need know. to find out. No, we don't. Well, don't you want to know? No. So when you go in yeah, the woods, don't. help this. I man. don't think that, that. Are you? Did you get it identified as poison oak? Because it look it looks no. more like a passion vine. One of the passion vines. Well, it might and be related to a passion vine, but it, it really doesn't make flowers. It doesn't make any flowers? Not uh, to the best of my knowledge, no. Huh. Okay, then keep it away from us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, I, so what's, I what's think the we question? Should, I think we should run an experiment. No, well, we, we don't do experiments. <laughs> what's, what's, well, what's, why what's, do you think uh, you might be involved in? Let me, let, me, let me prelude it this way. I have had these things in my yard, and I pull them up. Yeah, they got and, all and, and I roots. think I've got it all, but oh yeah, underground it, it, roots, it comes yeah. back. I thought it would be hard to kill even so with a stump vine. You could. That's that's what I was getting ready to say. Yeah. I turned then to stump uh, vine killer. Stump yeah, stump vine. And. <laughs> Well, you could even plant those uh, those uh, seed reserve. Oh I mean, they'd, yeah, they'd, those root things, and they'd be they'd be up new. Whenever I pull it out or use the stump vine killer, yeah. Three feet behind me, a few days later, I got a brand new sprout. There you go. Are you uh, uh, have you have you ever tried just r r remedy? No. Are you? That's uh, probably going to act just like cut vine and stump killer. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Because of those big. But I mean, if you have it in a spray, all yeah, you, that's true. You just spray that foliage. That's some. Then later, uh, later on, I followed one of these uh, roots, and lo and behold, here I find. And that's why you're here at the nursery. You followed it all the way over. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Well, you're doing the best 
best you can do without and, and cutting here, here, Here's another example. Luke. That's a good one. Melvin, you take that home and put uh, it in No, you, you take it. Give it to Jeremy. <laughs> He'll like well, the you, 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 I think you, you can think eat those. done what's necessary, but lo and behold, it proves you wrong. Yeah. And, I, th uh, I, th I think you can cook that up, Melvin. Cook it like a sweet potato. I'll bring you some. <laughs> this is a good size one. Yeah. Right next to it, we've got a great bigger one. Well, you huge. never have eaten it, have you? Oh, no. Oh, okay. No. See, Milton, oh, you wow. got a break. I, di I didn't know this big one behind was, uh, this big one was behind the other one. Yeah. So I hit this thing with my trowel. <laughs> yeah. And broke uh, half. It's. Yeah, I was going to uh, do some research. Are, are, you, are, you are you in the sand? Are you in the sand? No. You know? Uh, I'm still in the black land. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here's, here's what uh, the web says the poison oak looks like. Yeah, well, that's it. Shrub fuzzy green There's somebody in there. All right. Well, they well they. Any show okay. that also be present. Okay, I don't know. Uh, uh, I've never seen any berries on it. Okay. I think Milton is only one way to prove it. You take it home, Jerry. No. You just <laughs> grab it now. Come on. Rub it man. on your body. Where is your Where is your adventurous? Side? Uh, you're the adventurer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm coming out of a covert. Uh, that this, could kill me, dude. No, no. I, I got enough so, problems. You're strong. So what, right, what, what kind of remedy? <laughs> but but has, it, has anybody nice. else been uh, affected by it? It just surprises me because poison oak is so... Uh, I w wondered why you haven't been affected by it or is there any neighbors or have visitors? Have you noticed anybody else that was uh, affected? There, there, there's other places that have it. I no, know, no, but no, but have, has anybody else touched it or come in contact with it that has had a reaction? Oh, I don't know of anyone. Okay. Yeah, because that, that surprises me a little bit. But, of course, the word poison, there probably are some Yeah, people. except there's some people that don't care. Yeah. To my left. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. What are you, I'm, what are you I'm, suggesting on getting rid of it? Well, I he, think he'd he, like to get rid I of it. I think he's using probably the best stuff. But like Calvin says, you can also spray that on. Make up a solution. Yeah. Do you have a backpack sprayer? Okay. Yeah. Jerry and I have been exploring the use of remedy as the same active ingredient as the cut vine stump, stump, stump killer. And I and I've had good luck with it on uh, on the uh, what's that vine? The uh, cat's, yeah, cat's claw. claw. Yeah. Cat's claw, which you know grows up on the f fence and. Of course, it wants to take over, go over the house and everything. But if you, <laughs> you slow moving, children. if you spray it on the fence, it does a good job of, of killing the roots and the and intercepts everything that's up there. Uh, so that might be. I don't, I don't know what uh, if you have to be a certified pest. Uh, well, like, no, you don't to, get to use this. Yeah. yeah. Well, but they do don't call it remedy. They call it, they, yeah. it's, but it's the same active ingredient. Do if you, you wanted to try, other vines, you know, that do this same kind of thing. Yeah. Down in the roots, you know. That, Every so often you get this big nodule. Yeah. There that, are that, other vines like that. 
Yeah. Oh uh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, four o'clock. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There. And uh, smart weed or uh, with the shiny. What's the shiny leaves? Uh, uh, stickers with the stickers on. You're not yeah. talking about the. Greenbrier. Greenbrier has kind of got. Greenbrier has got. Not not that. Sweet. What what about Thai vine? Thai vine, T I E. Thai vine. Yeah. I've heard of that. I, I've never had an experience with that. that. That's that's the curse for farmers out there. Yeah. Last year, Thai vine went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they ruined a lot of harvesting machines. Yeah. Anyway, but, one but, other interesting thing I thought I'd just bring by. What poison? Yeah. What poisonous thing is that? That's sunflower, isn't it? Uh, oh. Well, this this is uh, from a plant I grew up knowing as buttercup. Buttercup? Yeah, in the spring around Easter time. And I never realized that it produces the seed down here. Yeah, under right, the under right, the blooms. Right, right, right on top of the uh, the root. Right, right. So it doesn't. It does not have a flower that makes seed, right? Huh. Is is, is that? I, I can't see how the flower would make a seed. I, At least not a seed, you know, like normally. We yeah, get. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I uh, I called uh, our narcissus or uh, buttercup when I was a child. So that's the first flower I ever. Like that? You mean like daffodil stuff? Yeah, yeah. Daffodil. Now each each one of these. Nuts has numerous little bitty black seeds in it. Okay. Is it, is it wild? Is it in the wild? It, it, it's a wild flower. Around your house, yeah. yeah. They call it buttercup, huh? Yeah. That's what we call them. Yeah. Every, every, every locale has, a, <laughs> has different names for different plants. Here, here's, here's a little pod. Oh yeah. Okay. But should he? Caesar in the inside. Should he ask Trace uh, what he can use, or there's, or he has to go to maybe a, a, a feed and seed type. Of oh no, I mean, Jerry's right. I mean, you don't. The, the remedy I originally bought, I've no. had for thirty plus years. You don't. No. <laughs> So if he could, oh, he said he, he had use one of those. Small oh yeah. Oh okay. We've got it in here. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not under the name of remedy. No. But I might have remedy on the label. Or what? Well, if if we could remember the active ingredient name. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, but but it, the neat thing about remedy and cut vine stump killer is you can spray it on the bark. You can just spray it on the stems. And it'll kill it. See, I, I you don't I, you don't have to necessarily cut the vine or cut the plant. You can just spray the spray the bark. Is it is it def is it entwined in all kinds of stuff, or is it uh, by itself at any place? Uh, luckily, I don't have it all over the place. It uh, it grows, and usually you'll find it at an oak tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know the native. Oak yeah. Tree. Yeah. I've got vine over 70 years old, going all the way up to the top of the tree. Uh. Every once in a while, we would grab those vines and pull them down, mm -hmm. and then cut them off. Okay. But they always came back. Huh? Yeah, from those big, big roots. That uh, 
That's not a truffle that they hunt with the hogs, is it? Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that'd be something, you know, you you already used cut vine in some field. You've tried that. Yeah. But uh, that we, we had some luck with the, with vines in general with the backpack sprayer and using the active ingredient of re remedy because just like Jerry says, it, you spray and it penetrates the stems. Which Roundup doesn't do, no. But uh, the rem the remedy does, and so it does a it does a real good job. And then it, of course it goes down and translocated into uh, the roots. Yeah, these are pretty serious roots. Of the yeah, yeah. They it's going to take multiple uh, where where they re re sprout. You're going to have to use multiple applications. But like Calvin said. You just get a, a sprayer specifically for that remedy. And uh, you leave the remedy in there. Now, we don't usually recommend that for Roundup and some other things. But I don't think remedy de degrades at all. doesn't seem to be. Yeah. Mine, mine is. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let you Mine's going to outlive okay. me, I'm sure. Well, thanks all for right. I'm, I'm, I'm Thanks for the information. Right, thanks. Be yeah. real careful. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll burn it. I'm yeah. so I'm I'm sorry that Milton wouldn't yeah. confirm. No, you wouldn't. Usually, usually oh, Mil Mil Milton hugs people, but I don't uh, think he's going to hug you uh, with that. Uh. <laughs> All right, we got to okay. take a break. Bye bye. You take care. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, coming up on nine thirty a.m. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Uh-oh, uh-oh, oh, there she She wants in that cart. <laughs> they're, they're trying to take her picture, and guess what they're taking the picture? Oh, uh, with those zinnias? No. Those, oh, uh, oh the, 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 the hibiscus? They wanted to stand by the flower hibiscus. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. So this, this is what I was asking yesterday. I see the flare. Okay, and for folks who don't know, the flare is obvious. It's bright red. It's a, No, it's deep red. Neon. Yeah. yeah, neon deep red. Okay. So that's by the vegetable yeah. sign, right? Right. You see the herb sign? Yeah. What is between, what is the high biscuits that's pink? It's between the herb. Yeah, the, that's uh, cause that's unique. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah. Uh, I guess the interesting thing about it is uh, the uh, the sign in front of flare yeah. shows also peppermint flare. Oh, I bet you that's the peppermint no. flare. Oh. That's what I was afraid of yesterday when I walked out there to look oh. uh, that they were selling that as peppermint flare. Oh, but that's not how they had that one labeled? No. Okay. It's, uh, it, I forget the name. Okay. See the the bloom is smaller. Yeah, than the normal. Than flower is, and right. also smaller than peppermint flower, which is a, which is the only sport that's ever been seen on flower. I've I've got in my things to do, 
Now we got a, got a caller, so tell me when you're okay. Ready. It's just to uh, write the story of of, of uh, peppermint flare. Oh, that'd be cool. All right, well, James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Hey, finally got some rain down here. It was uh-huh. nice. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, uh, well we was missed anything, most of Anything it, that might have predicted that? Uh, there was a Sinisa at the end of my driveway. Yeah. Uh, that was in full bloom last week. I don't know if that had anything to do with anything. But anyway, yeah, okay. if I heard right yesterday, I don't know if Dr. Parsons had uh, was getting over COVID or not, but my son just getting over it. He's going to be 30 this week, next week, actually. And he's a big boy, healthy, and he said that's no walk in the park. So I hope everybody's <laughs> doing good. Yeah, yeah. that, that knocks some uh, big big boys uh, on the back on their backs. But yeah, I, he's, I, he's I have still... a new I have the new strain I think because I took all the shots and everything. That's what I was telling us older people need to be aware of <laughs> aware yeah. of uh, being protected against the a new strain. Yeah, and there's new ones coming out. Yeah, yeah. anyway, um, I got a question on my Choctaw pecan. Uh, it's roughly around, been in the ground about 15 years, more or less. Yeah. Last year it had its first decent crop. Uh, I don't know, 50, 60 pecans, I call that decent. Yeah, they're um, pretty big, pretty big, fairly yeah, big, easy to Yeah, it's big pecans, but this year what I noticed, and I know pecans are supposedly, or at least I think I know, they bear every other year, and and on the non-bearing years, you get a light crop. Wow. I watched this pecan tree this year, and I've watered it. I didn't see it bloom at all. Period. Is that normal or abnormal? Yeah, that, that or is can that weather related? No. Oh, that, that can, can happen. happen for it to not bear at all. In the yeah, it's an alternate bear. Well, and, and we okay. used to recommend. Yeah, that used to be one of the recommended, big time recommended pecans. Yeah, and it was always an early producer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jerry and I were speculating how. Really yeah. If you, you know, they, uh, some, some uh, pecan or- orchards are talk, they talk about two inches a week even on, on, yeah. on irrigation. So. I, th- I think Dr. Stein, they, he, re- he uh, irrigates out of the Medina River. And I think he yeah. does once a week. Yeah. And that's so, a job with a, a large pecan orchard. You know, you know, remember the sure. the lawsuits that were involved in. Oh the, yeah. And uh, they, um, the orchards uh, won those suits. So yeah. So they proved that it was a, a, a necess- If you're going to raise pecans, you got to have good <laughs> irrigation. Yeah. Um, so yeah. so uh, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised with this kind of no no rain and the big heat and that even with your irrigation you're not not getting a lot of action. I don't think it's possible with with a homeowner irrigation system or, or doing the water yeah to properly water a even pecan. with Milton's uh, uh yeah tree hugger. <laughs> yeah. <But>, uh, <laughs> well, that- I think Th- this tree's it. about. I'm sorry. This tree's about a hundred feet or so from my water well. So, I irrigated last year when I noted it had a good decent crop on it. I really pumped the water to it. This year, not so much because it didn't bloom. Should I still be watering it? I have watered it, but just not as heavily. Or should I still water it heavily like it had a crop? 
Like yeah, I think you're from. doing right. I think yeah. you're doing right. You're, you're probably keeping it uh, ready for action when when mm-hmm. we do get some rain. Okay. Uh, well, we'll see what it does problem. next year. Good luck. I'd, I'd be worried about taking right. it too far and affecting next year's crop. Yeah. No, I'll know. keep watering it. Yeah. Okay. That'll work. Thank you. You okay. bet. Thank you, James. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I mentioned yesterday these uh, double red knockout roses, which is my yeah. favorite knockout rose. Uh, regularly in the number three pot, thirty-four ninety-nine, But they're on sale for twenty-eight eighty-eight. I like that. Two for fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I can do the math on that pretty good. Uh, let's, Twen- let's twenty-five dollars. No, that's good. Okay, you can. <laughs> Down from uh, thirty-four ninety-nine. What if they buy three? Are they still twenty-five? Uh, I yeah. don't know. Yes. Trey oh, says yes. Yeah. Once they break the threshold. I knew that. I knew. <laughs> I knew the answer to that. I didn't, I, just, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I got a fun math one for him for next week, but I can't tell you what it is. Oh, <laughs> man. You'll find out on Wednesday. It's going to be two and a half. Or, uh, <laughs> buy one for 28, two and a half. For... It's, uh, it's simple math. But, okay. Uh, one heck of a deal. Coming. Oh, is this the All one right. that you couldn't tell Calvin about? or No. A different that, one. I was just telling him there was a deal. This, <laughs> this is a super duper oh, wow. deal. Will we find out Wednesday? You'll find out Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> And you still got some fruit trees available, three for a hundred dollars. Uh, regularly, number five—that's a pretty big uh, pot. Regularly, forty-nine ninety-nine, almost fifty dollars. So that's basically buy two get one free. You know that, right? Just to mess with your head. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's more than one way to look at math. <laughs> Don't mess with his head. We've 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 asked you time and time again. <laughs> it takes weeks for it to get back into normal. <laughs> have you got? Well, any, and we're not sure we like it normal. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, have you got any of those? Uh, my favorite Kiowa blackberries left. I'm pretty sure I do. Oh, is that pretty, right? Pretty sure I got some in two gallon. They might have fruit on them. Some of them may have fruit. They bloom. Some of mine had fruit too, till some uh, rambunctious. Two-legged <laughs> varmints uh, picked it early. I imagine they didn't last very long. I imagine they didn't taste very good either because they were still red. Yeah, see, that's that's where you keep kids from learning out of you. Now I'm so just get those red ones. I'm just curious, Trace. So when you do, you you know, you kind of lay out the nursery. Sometimes different each day. Uh, like we'll see a different Saturday as compared to Sunday. Do you have kind of bets with yourself or maybe other employees? Okay, we got, I bet you by the end of the day on these uh, <laughs> hibiscus, because I can see some have sold. And they were buying, a lot of people have been buying the pentas. I've noticed that, too. That, you know, I bet you by the end of the day that this many are sold, or we're, we're all out of these. Or I do that every week. Oh, do you? Okay. Oh, yeah. Cause it's actually, called our ad. Yeah, it's the inventory, too. Yeah. yeah. You've got to know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think. Enough people, or most people, know about thryalis. Oh. That it's deer-resistant. Deer won't touch them. And it's almost always blooming. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Jerry was saying. (laughs) And believe it or not, those were actually in the shade for about three weeks. Oh, my goodness. I finally got them moved up here. (laughs) 
Well, they're full bloom now. Almost bloom. They're blooming as much as an annual would bloom. Yes, they are. And a beautiful yellow bloom. And uh, and of and course, the deer, deer won't don't touch eat. them. Don't eat. Won't them. touch mm -hmm. them. So uh, uh, that was <laughs> that was a plant that uh, I kept. I kept hearing it was deer resistant, but uh, then when I finally I asked why we didn't have it, why producers weren't producing it, and I was told that they couldn't root it. Really? Yeah, said so they couldn't root it, and so, but <laughs> I, luckily I took it to uh, Color Spot, and uh, they didn't know they couldn't root it. Root so they figured it out. Yeah. Well, there was nothing to figure out. I mean, the I don't know why where that where rumors like that get started. So that you know that could be a Texas superstar because I don't think it is. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll have to talk to our a superstar uh, representative. David, he should be here <laughs> next month. Huh? Yeah, I think on the twentieth. Uh, yeah, I don't know he about. He might even be listening. I don't know. He might. <laughs> That <laughs> that thing may even be uh uh will it freeze? Uh, it if it it might freeze to the ground and it come back from yeah, mine, mine at the fountain came back from the six degrees. Oh, is that right? Yeah, but it did freeze. The, mine froze. It froze to the ground, to the ground but yeah. it came back out. But it came right out. Yours come back? Out? Yeah, mine's back. Yeah, blue. I, 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 I hadn't thought about that. That's a natural superstar. All right. I don't think people know it all over the state. Trace, we got about 30 seconds. You want to wrap up the show? You get the last word if you'd like it. Uh, time to get your tomato transplants in. Oh, yeah. Are you going to have tomato transplants through August? I will I will keep a good selection through this month and probably the first week of August, and then I will let it dwindle after that. All right. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. We'll be back next weekend here at Melberger's 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.